اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم اللہ سز ولو ترا اینڈ اف اونلی یو کڈ سی ولو اینڈ اف اونلی ترا یو کڈ سی اد وین المجرمون دا کرمنلز پلورل آف دا ورڈ مجرم اف یو کڈ اونلی سی وین دا کرمنلز نا کیسو رؤوسی ہم They will be in a state of nakisuru usihim. Nakisu is actually nakisuna. Nakisuna. Waunun at the end of plural. But the noon has been dropped because nakisuru usihim. There is a connection over here of mudaf mudaf ilay. And the word nakisun is a plural of the word nakis. Nakis fa'il. Nakis one who does nakasa. A naks. What does naks mean? Noon kafsin. Naks is to place what was at the top. To place it where? At the bottom. So something that was up is now placed where? At the bottom. This is nakasa. So the head, nakisu ru'usihim. Ru'us is a plural of ra's. Now where is the head supposed to be in a body? At the top. So nakisu ru'usihim means they will be hanging their heads low. They will be lowering their heads, bending down their heads. When is it that we bend our head down? Out of shame, out of embarrassment, out of guilt, humiliation, disgrace. So the criminals on the Day of Judgment, their heads will hang low. Why? Out of shame. عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ Near their Lord. And what will they say? They will say, رَبَّنَا Our Lord أَبْصَرْنَا We have seen now. Before we didn't show gratitude for our vision. Now we have seen. وَسَمِعْنَا And we have heard. فَرُجِعْنَا So return us. Meaning send us back to the worldly life so that نَعْمَلْ We can do صَالِحًا Righteousness. Send us back to the life of the world so that we can do something good, something righteous. إِنَّا مُوقِنُونَ Indeed we are now ones who are certain. مُوقِنُونَ Plural of the word مُوقِن مُوقِن is one who has يَقِين One who has conviction. Meaning now we have no doubt left. Before, did they have doubt? Yes, they lived in doubt. They were in doubt about the akhirah. This is why they never prepared for it. They rejected it. Now when they will see the day of judgment, they will see all the events, and they will hear, سَمِعْنَا أَبُصَرْنَا وَسَمِعْنَا That we have seen, we have heard ourselves. Then of course there is no denying. They will say, now we have yaqeen, can we please be sent back to the world? So what do we see? That at the time of death, after death, what happens? The veils of the unseen, they're removed. The partitions, the screens between us and the unseen, they're removed. Now, the matters of the hereafter are what? Ainul yaqeen. A person sees them with his own eyes, so there is no denying. But once a person dies, is there any coming back? No, there isn't. This is similar to how Fir'aun said at the time of death, I believe. But was that belief accepted? No, it wasn't. In Surah Maryam, ayah 38, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَسْمِعْ بِهِمْ وَأَبْصِرْ يَوْمَ يَأْتُونَنَا That on the day that they will come to us, they will hear so well and they will see so well. They will hear so clearly. They will see so clearly. Right now they're in doubt. But on that day, all their doubts shall be gone. They will say, can we return? But is that chance going to be given? No, it won't. Because Allah knows 
that if these people were to be returned, they wouldn't take advantage of the second chance even. Because if you think about it in our lives, are we given second, third, fourth chances? Are we? Many times. How often does it happen that we are in a certain situation where we feel bad about what we've done and we're like, that's it, I'm never doing this again. But then what happens? Allah takes us out of that situation and we fall back into the same mistakes. But alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept the door of tawbah open. But in the hereafter, if a person says, send me back so I can fix myself, Allah says in Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 28, وَلَوْ رُدُّوا لَعَادُوا لِمَا نُهُوا عَنْهُ وَإِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ If they were returned, they would repeat what they were forbidden from. They would commit the same things again. إِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ They're just lying to get out of this trouble. Allah says, وَلَوْ شِئْنَا And if we wanted... لَآتَيْنَا Surely we could have given. If Allah wanted, He could have given كُلَّ نَفْسٍ Every soul, every person هُدَاهَا It's huda, It's guidance. If Allah wanted, He could have given guidance to every single soul. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have forced it on every person. Allah would not have given choice to people. That you have iman, you choose to believe, you decide. No. If Allah wanted, He could have made all people Muslim. If Allah wanted, He could not have given us the choice to disobey Him. Just like the angels, do they have any choice? No, they don't. The animals, do they have any choice? No, they don't. You know, it's amazing how animals will, you know, for example, penguins. I mean, you wonder why do they have to go so far, so far, walk all those miles just to have their babies. Why? Why don't they just do that in a warmer place? Whereas they can go. But why are they doing that? Why do they go to that place? Because that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed them to do. So no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how long the journey is, they do it. They go for it. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted, He could have made us like that also. Not given us any choice. But this is what differentiates human beings from the rest of the creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has endowed us with reason and He has given us the free will to choose what we want to do. And then we are responsible for the choices that we make. This is what the test of life is about. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam, He made it clear. إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً And it was understood that this Khalifa, this man, he would have choice. Which is why the angel said, أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُبْسِدُ فِيهَا That this man, he's going to create fasad in the earth. Were the angels not right? They were. وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءِ He will shed blood. The angels were right. Because man has the choice to do that. But this is what the test of life is. That what choices do we make? What actions do we do? And then we are responsible for our actions, we are responsible for our choices. Allah says, وَلَكِنْ but حَقَّ It came into effect. الْقَوْلُ The word. مِنِّي From me. Meaning, my word has come into effect. Which word? Which statement? That لَأَمْلَأَنَّ Surely I will definitely fill. From the root letters, ميم لام Hamza مِلْ مِلْ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْ الْأَرْضِ What does مِلْ mean? The fill of something. Right? So, لَأَمْلَأَنَّ Surely I will definitely fill up جَهَنَّمَ hell مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ 
I will fill up hell with who? With al-jinnah. What are al-jinnah? The jinn. This is not jannah. Okay, jannah is different. Jinnah is different. Both are from the same root because both are hidden. And the verb jannah, jim nun nun, what does it mean? That which is hidden, to hide. So min al-jinnati wa nasi I will fill up hell with jinn and people, ajma'een, all together. What does this mean? You see, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam, and He ordered the angels to prostrate to Adam, and this was to show the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given man. And amongst those angels, Iblis was also present, right? And Iblis, he refused to prostrate. And then he justified. And then he blamed Allah. And he vowed to take revenge. What was that revenge? He said that I am going to take all of his children with me. Where? To hell. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, فَالْحَقْ وَالْحَقُ أَقُولُ that فَالْحَقْ This is what's gonna happen then. Go, you have the choice. Go, try to mislead people as much as you want. However, my sincere servants, you will not be able to mislead them. Allah's grateful, sincere servants, those who call upon Allah, shaitan will not be able to mislead them. And then shaitan basically, he was trying to be all, all arrogant that I'm gonna take all of the children of Adam with me to hell. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him that it doesn't affect him basically. He can fill hell with all of humanity, all of jinn, and it will not make a difference to him. It does not reduce his power. It does not reduce his honor. So over here, what قول is this? The response to the challenge of Iblis. What was Iblis's challenge? That I will take all of humanity with me to hell. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, fine, go ahead. فالحق والحق أقول لأملأنَّ جَهَنَّمَ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ أَجْمَعِينَ So what is this ayah teaching us? What this ayah is teaching us is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can force guidance upon people. He can do that. He can force them to worship Him. He can force us to obey Him. He can take away free will from us, choice from us. But that is not the way of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created man, gave him reason, and told him, you decide, you choose what you want to do, and then you're responsible for your choices. And this is why there's Jannah, and this is why there's Annar. In Surah Al-Insan, ayah number two, Allah says, إِنَّا خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِن نُطْفَةٍ أَمْشَاجٍ نَبْتَلِيهِ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created man from a sperm drop mixture. Why? نَبْتَلِيهِ We test him. Our life is what? It's a test. And Allah has made the human being سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا Hearing and seeing. That use your hearing, Use your seeing, use your vision, and then make the best choices that you can. And the person who does not adopt the best way, he chooses to pretend as if he never heard, chooses to pretend as if he never saw, he never learned, then this does not reduce Allah's power at all. Because Allah says, وَلَكِنْ حَقَّ الْقَوْلُ مِنِّي لَأَمْلَأَنَّ جَهَنَّمَ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ أَجْمَعِينَ So basically, if we use these faculties, we make the right choices, our benefit. And if we don't, our own loss. فَذُوقُوا So taste. 
Those in hell, they'll be told, taste, go ahead and taste. Bima, because of what? Nasitum, you forgot. Taste now, taste what? The punishment. Why? Because you forgot. Nasitum from Nisyan, Nun Sinya. What did you forget? Liqa'a, meeting. Yawmikum of your day, hadha, this. You forgot this meeting. Which meeting? Of the day of judgment. And because you forgot, you did what you did. You made the wrong choices. So now, suffer the consequences of those choices. Whose fault is it? It is entirely yours. بِمَا نَسِيتُمْ لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا إِنَّا نَسِيْنَاكُمْ Indeed, we will forget you. Allah will say this to who? Those in punishment, that we will forget you. Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forget? Does he forget? Allah doesn't forget because he is Al-Alim. وَمَا كَانَ رَبُّكَ نَسِيَّ Your Lord is never forgetful. He never forgets. Musa a.s. also said that to Fir'aun that لَا يَضِلُّ رَبِّي وَلَا يَنْسَى My Lord does not forget. So why is it that Allah will say إِنَّا نَسِيْنَاكُمْ That we will forget you in the punishment. What this means is that we don't care about you. It's as if you don't exist for us anymore. This is how far removed people in hell will be from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah knows. But what this means is that Allah will not care. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ar-Rahman. Ar-Rahman. The one whose mercy is all-encompassing. The one whose mercy reaches everyone and everything in this world. And it's because of that mercy of Allah that even animals are affectionate to each other. Birds are affectionate to each other. People are affectionate to each other. It's because of that mercy. And it's because of that mercy that even those who reject Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who oppose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are given a chance to live, a chance to eat, a chance to breathe, a chance to enjoy. Isn't that amazing? How vast Allah's mercy is? Ar-Rahman. But the one who doesn't benefit from his mercy today, then he will be deprived of it forever later. فَذُوقُوا بِمَا نَسِيتُمْ لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا إِنَّا نَسِيْنَاكُمْ You see, the punishment is always similar to the crime. What's the crime over here? Forgetting Allah. So what's the punishment? That Allah will forget them. وَذُوقُوا And taste. عَذَابَ الْخُلْدِ The punishment of eternity. Why? بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Because of what you used to do. This punishment is for what? For your own actions. Meaning you brought this upon yourselves. This is not injustice. This is the result of your own actions. Your own wrongdoing. وَذُوقُوا عَذَابَ الْخُلْدِ عَذَابَ الْخُلْدِ What does خُلْدِ mean? Eternity. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا One's abiding eternally. So عَذَابَ الْخُلْدِ Meaning punishment of eternity. Meaning punishment that will never end. They'll be forgotten, abandoned in the punishment. In Surah Al-Jathiyah, Ayah 34, Allah says, وَقِيلَ الْيَوْمَ نَنْسَاكُمْ كَمَا نَسِيتُمْ لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا Today we shall forget you, just as you forgot this meeting. 
In Surah Shura, Ayah 40, Allah says, وَجَزَاءُ سَيِّئَةٍ سَيِّئَةٌ مِثْلُهَا The retribution for an evil act is an evil one like it. Meaning the punishment is similar to the offense. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذِ الْمُجْرِمُونَ نَاكِسُوا رُؤُوسِهِمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ رَبَّنَا أَبْصَرْنَا وَسَمِعْنَا فَارْجِعْنَا فَارْجِعْنَا نَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا إِنَّا مُوقِنُونَ وَلَوْ شِئْنَا لَآتَيْنَا كُلَّ نَفْسٍ هُدَاهَا وَلَكِنْ حَقَّ الْقَوْلُ مِنِّي وَلَكِنْ حَقَّ الْقَوْلُ مِنِّي لَأَمْلَأَنَّ جَهَنَّمَ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ أَجْمَعِينَ فَذُوقُوا بِمَا نَسِيتُمْ لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا إِنَّا نَسِيْنَاكُمْ وَذُوقُوا عَذَابَ الْخُلْدِ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ You know, we really need to ask ourselves that how often, how frequently is it that we remember the liqa with Allah, the meeting with Allah. Because the crime over here is forgetting that meeting. And if you think about it, anytime we do something wrong, we say something wrong, we feel something wrong, we listen to something wrong, we see something wrong, what's the reason behind it? What is it that allowed us to do that? We forgot the meeting with Allah. Because if we remember the meeting with Allah, then we would prepare for it. We wouldn't do something that would hurt us in that meeting, that would harm us in that meeting. Think about it. If you have to travel somewhere, you have to go somewhere, don't you prepare for it? As long as you remember it, it's on your mind, you're going to prepare for it. And when you stop thinking about it, that's when you stop preparing for it. So this meeting that each and every one of us will have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest meeting, the greatest occasion of our existence, the greatest moment of our existence, meeting Allah. Think about it. If we have to meet, for example, somebody who's going to interview us for a job, do we prepare for that meeting? If we have to meet someone who's proposing us hmm, for marriage or for something else, do we prepare for that meeting? Do we think about it? Is it on our heads? It even haunts us when we're sleeping. No, seriously it does. And these are just worldly meetings. Meetings with who? People. About what? About things that are, I mean, important, but they're not that important compared to the Akhirah. So the meeting with Allah is the greatest, the most important occasion in your life. And this is the meeting that we have been sent in this world to prepare for. Do what you want. Collect what you want. Gather what you want. To meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have the best meeting with your Lord. That is what we want.